When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from pop culture cosmos the lakers fast break inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please 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 give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support our show here the lakers fast break and lakerholics.com that would be greatly appreciated the lakers are headed to training camp here in a few days as we talk about this and we're excited for another season already so soon for the lakers to go ahead and defend their 2020 nba championship oh that sounds good when i say that but i'll tell you what it's going to be an interesting time maybe the tweaks are not quite yet over they're still as of this recording and hopefully we'll hear thoughts on this just after Thanksgiving, on what kind of deal Anthony Davis is going to be signing. But we are pretty sure, about 95, 98, 99% sure that he's going to be coming back to Lakers. There's not many places else to go because nobody else has cap room. So looks like he's coming back. For how long? We're going to find out here in the next few days. But once again, is getting closer to training camp. And here today to talk about some of the team that's going to training camp are good guys indeed. First off, I've got the Magic Man. You could find all that he's doing today at Lakerholics.com, plus all the comments that he's talking about as well when you go to Lakerholics.com, including ones where him and I go a little bit back and forth, but mostly him and Laker Tom. <laughs> it is Sean Grice. And Sean, <laughs> great to have you back on the show once again. No Jamie Sweet for this week, and I do apologize, but big happy shout-out to him. And also, thank you once again to Rafael Barlow for also appearing on the show this week. He's so knowledgeable. The guy is just totally on it each and every time when it comes to the NBA. For him, as a Portland Trailblazers fan, that he is, that his team is going to be even more competitive and will give the Lakers a run for it this year. But my friend, the Lakers are headed to training camp. Are you a little bit more secure? Because you talked about me a little bit more safe and secure, and I still have my my kind of reasons why I'm still kind of eh, little tweaks here and there, but they do go into this season and this training camp a little bit better off than what they were last year. Going into training camp, I'm with you, Gerald. I feel a lot better now that we have a center. Looking to fill out the rest of the roster, I think going like looking at this from strictly a playoff point of view – because that's what we do as Laker fans now. The nine-man rotation of uh, Caruso, Schroeder, Matthews, Kuzma, maybe 
LeBron, KCP, Harold, AD, Gasol is, I feel really comfortable. Don't forget Marquise Morris. Marquise yeah, Morris is there too. So now we have a 10 man rotation, which is really nice. Uh, few te- few contending teams can boast to having a 10 man rotation in the playoffs. So I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about it as well. Although, I mean, when you go to ESPN, you go to CBS, you go to all these places, Fox Sports and all that, you're hearing them all praise the Lakers for winning NBA free agency and that going into the, the season, you know, being so active. And yes, Rob Palenka gets a lot of props. Someone who I was really unsure about that I'm now on the train with. And of course, when you build a championship team, you have to go ahead and give him full confidence on that. I mean, there's some things I, I, again, as I spoke to Rafael Barlow earlier this week on, and that was the fact that I was concerned a little bit about the Ibaka for Harold thing. I said, that's still going to get me as far as in the playoffs. I still think Ibaka is a better fit in the playoffs for the Lakers. But then again, Harold coming off the bench, providing you instant offense, that should be a good thing. Obviously with Schroeder, that could be one of the most devastating, if not the most devastating bench that you could possibly have. If Schroeder's coming off the bench, that's still up in question. And obviously that's going to be worked down in training camp. I am still worried about Gasol not going ahead and aging 100 years in the playoffs like he did last year in the playoffs because you and I saw that. I think I still think he has some good time left. I think if you give him the right amount of rest during the course of the season, you could go ahead and say, you know what, I'm fully confident you're going to be able to give me uh, at least two, three, possibly even all the way as far as four great rounds of of playoff basketball. At least, at the very least, give at least a good matchup against Jokic if we have to match up against Denver. So I feel pretty good about the team, although I'm hearing the same kinds of things that I heard about, I'm hearing about the Lakers now that I heard about the Clippers last year. So I don't want that to be the kiss of death. I know Laker Tom always sees me as a glass half empty, but again, does not seem to you that they're saying the same things about the Lakers now that they did about the Clippers then. Right. All all, all I'll say about that is, is, is this. For some reason, the bubble really reflected either the best version of yourself or the worst version of yourself. Marcus Gasol shot 39% from three during the regular season, or what was a truncated regular season. Pretty good. In the playoffs, he shot, I believe it was 18%, which is, I mean, god-awful. And, I I mean, we could go into Montrez Harrell being the worst version of himself in the bubble. I mean, he looked tired. He looked disinterested. He looked like he didn't care. Gasol looked at so, it too. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we've got two guys who pretty much were the worst versions of themselves in the bubble coming into training camp. And I really think under this veteran leadership with LeBron Gerald that those two will have a fire lit under them for, you know, a redemptive season. I certainly hope that they don't go ahead and – well, maybe with Paul, Paul Gasol – one-day contract, although I think it should be more fitting if he is retiring and gets that magical one-day contract. It should be with Memphis because he really, truly was was that franchise. As much as he gave the Lakers, I really, truly think that he was that franchise. I know Laker Tom is shaking his head no, but he was more important part of the Memphis Grizzlies franchise than the Lakers franchise. I'm sorry. Uh, that you, see, Sean is agreeing with me. Laker Tom, but before, let me give you the intro, Tom. Let me give you the intro. 
So Sean is agreeing with me on that, but I want to hear from him on Powell, because either which way, it's a great honor for a, for a Hall of Famer. Let's just put it out that way. He's a Hall of Famer. But I would, I would rather see a spot filled by an actual player that's going to contribute to the team for entire season, because I'm not sure Pau, how much Powell has left. But my friends, again, we've got Sean Grice, but we also have today with us, he is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You've got to be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. This is my good friend indeed. I'm not here to argue again today. I want to just go ahead. Peace and love. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I'm very thankful to be even be alive and to be breathing somewhat normally here. I'm hoping I'm okay. I'm hoping everyone's okay. Hoping I don't have anything out there because, you know, I had to go out there and grab all the food for, for Thanksgiving. So you're always worried about that. But it is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I know you always wanted siding for the Lakers, as do I. But again, I think Powell means more to the Memphis franchise because he's pretty much essentially him and Mark have, uh, you know, there's very few others that have really made an impression. Mike Conley. I mean, you could put the the list on one hand for Memphis. Hey, I don't have I don't have a problem with uh, with Memphis hanging a Gasol jersey up in the rafters. Because they will. Yeah. They got nothing else to hang up there, so they might as well do that. Oh, that's harsh. That's but harsh. I will say that. We owe Paul Gasol two championships, man. And yeah. he's, he deserves to have his his jersey up in the rafters. Oh, I didn't and say if, that, yeah. If he was going to go into the Hall of Fame, it would be wearing a Lakers cap because he didn't do anything. I think he's going to go in Memphis. I think he's going to choose Memphis, just to be honest with you. I don't think he's going to choose the Lakers. They don't get an opportunity to do that in basketball, but you can, you can think that all you want, Gerald, but you're wrong. Uh, I'm not to hey between it's that's up to the the league the basketball hall of fame and Powell Gasol but I think he is given the choice I just think that he's going to go with Memphis that's just my opinion I didn't say I was given a choice they don't they don't they, they don't, don't wear fear the Raptors they don't, or, or well, they don't wear a hat well if, that, if that's the case they're probably going to give it to, to Grizzlies because there's not as much representation well nobody's going to give it to him he, he would have to come out and state it um and I think based upon his relationship with Kobe Bryant, uh, his history with the Lakers, that there's no question that he considers the Lakers the peak of his career. Oh, and I do too. But again, he well, is... Let me, get back, let me get back to the original question. Okay, yeah. get, get, getting back to getting yeah. back to Mark, and I think... Uh, the, the, let's talk about the Lakers, because I, I think that... Uh, I mean, I saw, I saw one, uh, is it uh, True Hoop there, actually had the Lakers ranked third the third best uh, off season, <laughs> which really just surprised the hell out of me. Um, I think. Who did they have first and second? Polinka, if I may ask, Rob Polinka created a masterpiece. No, wait. Who who did they have first he and did. second? Clippers in the Bucks. <laughs> That's gonna be a troll. Henry's Henry must have been smoking. I I, I couldn't understand why. Okay, I could say out. Atlanta. You could say Atlanta had a great off season. Uh, there may be well, Atlanta one more had a great team. off season. I, I've seen them missing on most of the top day, uh, the playoff teams in the East, or they made one. They made one of the one of the rankings. One of the power rankings as number eight. Um, they have a pretty. They have a pretty good starting lineup. Well, I mean, I mean if they make the playoffs, it's a bit. They, if they make the playoffs and the Lakers win the championship which I'm hoping that the Lakers do, I would tell you honestly that who had the better offseason? It's Atlanta because they had to go from so much farther below. I don't know. You you also got to measure the difficulty that you have. 
Um, I think what we saw this season, this off season, was the genius of Rob Palenka. Last year, he was handicapped by having to wait for Kawhi making yes. his decision, and he had to really put together a team built with nothing but guys that he could not give more than two-year contracts, uh, veterans. Uh, he did a masterful job, and then the coaching staff did a terrific job putting them together and and creating you know a terrific defense, uh, an offense that really relied heavily on LeBron and AD. Um, Palinka came out this year, and, and and I wrote an article in in Medium and on Lakerholics.com uh, about what a masterful job he did because his first two moves were obviously to really do something about the problem of what do you do when LeBron sits or AD sits, and because when we didn't have LeBron and AD on the floor, we were our offense was anemic. Well, he went out there and he he added two 18 per, point per game players in Dennis Schroeder. And uh, and Montrez Carroll uh, to replace Rajon Rondo essentially and Danny Green, that was a net increase between the two of them of, four, of 45 points a game. They they added over 25 points per game difference by those two players, which is a tremendous difference in the offense. And Laker fans could have been just thrilled and happy with that as as a great accomplishment for Polenka, but he wasn't done. Because then he went back out there and he replaced the best two defenders that he had on the team with a pair of elite, def elite defenders. I'm not going to hold one playoff series, especially a playoff series in the bubble against Mark Gasol. He had for the regular season the third best defensive rating in the league. And Wesley Matthews had the second best defensive rating in the league for all players at all positions. The best player on the Lakers was 10th, which was uh, Alex Caruso. Um, so you have two guys that he added with defensive ratings under 100, which is pretty hard to do in this league in today. So what we ended up with is Polinka jacked up the defense and he jacked up the offense. We did lose some guys. We lost Rajon Rondo, um, who definitely was instrumental in the playoffs. We lost Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Frankly, we gave away Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee because we didn't want him anymore. Howard actually accepted an offer that we never made to him uh, and embarrassingly had to had to cancel had to delete his instagram post and mcgee we actually went out and gave one of the few second round picks that we still have left to the uh, cleveland cavaliers to get rid of him you know the lakers made a big change not only in the personnel of the of the team but in the strategy, because they finally got rid of the whole idea that you can win championships and build a sustainable dynasty in the in the 2020s with a couple of guys that are dinosaurs as far as being in the center position. And instead, he went out and got Mark Gasol, who shot 38.5% from deep for the regular season, uh, has always been a solid shooter the last four or five years. Uh, is an excellent rim protector. He can't defend on the perimeter at all, um, but then neither could McGee or Howard. That's the reason why they ended up sitting. It wasn't because they couldn't stretch the floor. It was because they couldn't react fast enough on rotations and the defense was suspect. It was Morris coming in there to allow AD to play the five that really revolutionized our defense. Uh, and the Lakers took that to heart because they fixed the offensive side of the center rotation and the defensive side of the center rotation. The next step, uh, this is the article that I just put out today, is they need to go out and get Dwayne Dedman. 
Deadman had a horrible last year split between Sacramento and but two uh, years ago Atlanta. But two years ago, the guy was terrific. I wonder and, who dropped that knowledge on you. I wonder Andy who did. Played, Andy played with at Atlanta a guy who's our point guard now, Dennis Schroeder. And the most important thing that he has worked in training in recently with yep. Rafael Barlow of and NBA Rafael Draft. Rafael Barlow said he looked he looked like the he looked really good. Yeah. Um, and then who I dropped that knowledge? Who dropped that knowledge? Me. That was Me. that was you. That was you. Well, actually, we'll have to. We really should thank Rafael for it. Yes, we should. That, he, yeah, that was, and I did. I just did on a, on a previous episode. And, so. and for anybody who hasn't doesn't follow Rafael Barlow, you can tell what kind of a judge of talent and and is a knowledge of basketball by just watching any of the NBA draft junkies videos where he yeah. analyzes prospects because he's not only a trainer. And he spent that week back in L.A. training with Dwayne Dedman. But he's also, you know, a, a really excellent analyst and scout. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping that we get Dedman because that would complete the transition from, from dinosaur centers to modern stretch uh, five centers and, and would really give the Lakers. The, I think the key to this whole thing is that right now we really only have one center, which is Marcus All. The problem with the Clippers is they tried to make Harrell a center, but he's not a center. You can't play center at six seven. It's he's just too small. Well, you can, you can, hold on. You can do you can do it with the Lakers because if you have him with AD. No, but he won't be playing center when that lineup. AD will be playing center in that lineup. Yeah. Um, and here's the key: AD is you're absolutely you're absolutely right, Gerald. That the key to unlocking Harrell is playing with AD. But by the same token, the key to really unlocking Harrell is if we can get Deadman too, because then we got enough minutes that Harrell, he can't get enough minutes in the game playing just with AD. Okay, because AD's not going to play the five that much, and you can't have, you can't play him up against a lot of the centers. When would you play Morris outside of of when you go small in the playoffs? When would you be playing Morris during the season? That's what I well, when ask. we go when we go small, you got to remember what is our small lineup. Our small lineup is Morris at the four and well, AD that's what I'm at the five. But you're, that's but, small ball. We're, okay. we're still going to play that small ball. But in, in this case, what we got is Gasol at the five. What we're doing is we traded we traded McGee the tandem of McGee and Howard. I'm hoping that we will trade that for a Gasol and a Deadman duo, which would be just a devastating combination because then. Harold can play with either one of those guys because they're stretch fives. Well, he and lives in LA. Harrell, he lives in LA. He'll, so. pull he'll pull the other center into the outside, and Harold will eat up any power forwards offensively. Well, he's a, he's a, he's from LA. He lives in LA, so he's just on a freeway. Well, yep. actually, that could be a long way if you're driving the LA and he, freeways. And but unlike you know, he's a USC Trojan. Fight on, fight on. Well, what about here's the thing that's kind of strange because everybody's been saying that. Or at least I've read a half a dozen posts saying basically, well, Boogie decided not to come because he didn't see an opportunity to play. Um, it was a question of playing time. And that's kind of funny because we only have one center and it's not like you're offering a third, you know, people thinking that Harold is the backup center and that Boogie or or Deadman would be coming in and being the third center. That's totally wrong. But Boogie is going in as a starting center for Houston. It is on a non-guaranteed contract. Yeah, he's, he's not starting he's right away. They they also they also he's not they playing right away. I money, say. They also sent some money on Christian Wood. 
Wood is going to be the starting center. Boogie's going to have to prove himself. But, have to prove but that he Wood's can more of a play. four. Wood eventually is more of a four than a five. Wood play played almost the whole second half of the season. He's a five in Detroit. It's undersized, that's where his, though. That's he's, where his he's best thin. game came as a five. He's thin. He, 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 Houston, Houston is a mess. They're yeah. playing Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey's team with Silas and a new right, GM. Right. It's but terrible. They, but they added, but they added Boogie and Christian Wood. That's, uh, that's a doggone good pick. I, I mean, if you want to – I wasn't complaining at all about Harrell instead of Ibaka. Uh, my complaint was Harrell instead of Wood because I would have loved to – Well, I mean – I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I'm you know, I, I sold you first on Christian Wood. But Harold Harold as a power forward playing next to a stretch five, he's going to be sixth man of the year again. Wait and see. And he's well, going to punish teams. We don't necessarily know what uh, if if you know we went small ball. We might go micro ball this year. You never know. You could see a lineup of uh, Schroeder, Caruso, Matthews. Harold and LeBron. I, I mean, you could see a combination like that this year. I don't, only, I don't, you don't have one or two centers. You don't have any. Well, you only, Frank Bogle, you only have one or two centers on your team, though. I mean, depending on the matchups, Bogle's shown that he's willing to yeah. adapt. I'm not well, saying it's going to happen. Have I'm saying we have don't be surprised center. if. We need another. Yeah, well, don't, we, we really don't know whether I'm pulling is still in the weeds, right? Looking to see if somebody's oh, looking. Yeah, well, you know, I would know. like. To, I would like to see. I would like to see Deadman on that team, and also yeah. a backup point guard. Uh, that would be great to go ahead and finish out the roster. Yeah, would love a three and D wing too, but you don't have enough spots on the roster, so right. unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. One of those has to break. But Dwayne Deadman as a block shotting three pointer, that could. Be, yeah, and if you get him two years ago, that that would be good. to be a quality guy. You don't find many guys who sign up as a 13th player in the team yeah. who have a shot at playing 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, now, the backup point guard, I was listening to, to Eric Pincus's YouTube um, streams where he talks and he's got a spreadsheet up here and he goes over the salary cap and everything. Uh, and I really recommend it for anybody who wants to understand the salary cap and the machinations that you have to pull off as a general manager to listen to Eric's stuff. And it's great because you can just click and move along to find the subjects that you want to talk to. And you'll see this, you'll see the screenshots of the Excel spreadsheets there. But he talked a lot about uh, the Lakers, about the point guard situation. And, and the point that he really made, I thought was interesting. He says the coaches don't feel like they really need a point guard at this point in time because they have LeBron, they have Schroeder, and they have Caruso. And the third guy that they really think can fill that role is THT. They really expect him to be in the rotation. Now, as I look at it, he's got to be the 12th guy in the lineup, you know, but it just depends on, you know, if somebody gets injured, somebody gets into foul trouble. Um, they really believe that THT can contribute and that he can handle the ball and he can distribute. I mean, he's got some talent. I wouldn't be surprised. Also, the other thing that, that, that Eric brought up is he said, when you, if you, if you throw THT into the point guard, spot okay then all of a sudden you've got three guys in the point guard spot and you only got two guys in a shooting guard spot and there's a clutch guy who was on the team last year who's a pretty good shooting guard and he thinks there's a chance that we may see a return of one of the two clutch players that filled in you know whether it was uh, J.R. Smith or 
or Deion Waiters. Uh, and I think Waiters would be a nice addition as a shooting guard. Or they may go with some of these young kids that they got because there's not a whole lot of, there, there is still some minutes. There's a lot of minutes at center. There's some minutes at guard because we've only got five guards. And a defensive wing, we can always use a defensive wing, but I think maybe they're hoping that McKinney will be able to earn the contract. And the only reason they kept him over Jordan Bell is, is because Bell had a shorter contract that they could spread the, the remaining salary over. Otherwise, they would have flipped it around. McKinney has got a four-year deal, three-year deal, and would have spread it out to like six years to stretch, to wave and stretch him. And that's the main reason they did it. It wasn't really a talent situation. Exactly. So, so it, it's kind of funny. I think as much as we think that Rob's done a terrific job and he's almost done, that's still, there's still a big piece, which is, which is what happens. I mean, if we don't get Deadman for some reason, what is the answer there then? Is it like Sean says, we're going to, we're going to play some small lineups. How do you rest AD? That's another reason that Deadman's important because if you get Deadman in there, You've got two centers. Last year, we spent 36 minutes a game with McGee and and uh, and Howard at center. And, and, now and the reality of the situation one, now we got is, one center, which hits your point, Gerald. One 35-year-old injury-prone center. Yeah, and the reality of the situation is that you know you're going to have to rest LeBron more. You're going to have yep. to rest AD more. That means sitting yep. them out some games. And also, good that we got a lot of guys that got out early. <laughs> yes, and you're also going to have to rest Marcus All. You're going to have to give these guys a rest if you want them to be yep. fresher. They cannot play the season, the truncated season, the back-to-back-to-back. Even, even to back to GPP, Morris, they, they played in the playoffs yeah. all the way through. Yeah. So it's that's one of the nice things about having, you know, you're going to see a lot of minutes with Harrell, a lot of minutes with Schroeder, a lot of minutes with uh, with Matthews, you know, because they were they didn't they were out of the playoffs pretty quickly. So it, those young, you know, Matthews not a young guy, but at least he's rested. You know, we may see we may see McKinney and THT get minutes just simply because they have fresh legs compared to a lot of the guys who carried us through for the championship. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Sean, I'm going to hit you up with this, and we're almost headed here on the way out for this week, and I want to hear you guys an update on what you're doing. Uh, And we may come back on the weekend. If more news happens for the Lakers, we'll come back on on the weekend. Yeah, if they sign Deadman, that that would be a nice session. Yeah, because I'd also like to bring in Jamie's thoughts before we head to training camp, so I'd love to hear his thoughts as well on that. But, Sean, before we head on out, I want to hear your thoughts on this. 
And that is, you know, with the situations as far as the, the playing time and things of that nature and the roster way it's balanced out, do you specifically think that the Lakers won the offseason? 100%, Gerald. 100% think we we not only won the offseason, it was like bottle rockets on the 4th of July as far as I'm concerned. We, we upgraded the backcourt. We upgraded the front court. I believe in this coaching staff. I believe in this veteran leadership. And I think we still have some few moves to make. Like Tom said, we really do need another center. So we did win the offseason. I, I I mean, you can make a case for Atlanta. Sure could. They really improved themselves. I think you could also make a case for a team like Dallas, they yes. had a sneaky Raphael good mentioned them too. too. Raphael gave them a lot of props uh, on that. Right. And then I'd slide Portland in there after yep. them. He mentioned, then, I mentioned them. Then, yes. Yeah. And then you maybe get to the Bucks, But to me, those four teams had the best offseason. Well, Bucks win if they get Bogdanovich. But they didn't get Bogdanovich, so it's a moot point. For no, they Bucks win if they get Giannis. <laughs> oh yeah, if they win That's if they the get Giannis. But Giannis, as of this as of this recording and recording just the day before Thanksgiving. He's not signed as of yet. And that's going to be a major issue if he goes into training camp and not having signed. And there's going to be a ton of questions on his future there. And you know Dallas, Miami. The Lakers might be eyeing that, much to Laker Tom's chagrin, but they might be eyeing a future with Giannis and LeBron and AD at some more point. Yeah, the they, only way they can do that is that they have to, they have to trade for him. I mean, look what's happened with, with the Heat. The Heat had the most cap space, and they had to make a choice. Do they want to, make, do they want to anger Bam and disappoint Bam and not extend him? you got to remember, uh, Bam guys, and- Everybody else in his class is getting extended. Uh, and they have the same agent as 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 Giannis, uh, so they made the decision, and now that's going to leave them with like twenty million. Well, hold on before you say uh, that. You got, you all could, of, there's nobody who has enough money to sign Giannis totally out uh, of free agency. And, and I and I get that, and it'll be a side and trade deal. But you got to remember, Bam has the same agent as Giannis, so I yep. just want to give that up to you on that. But yeah, another reason it, why we might see Costas uh, be one of those filling in spots at the end there. There, that's true. He, he but, might be the backup center. But, but he, that's he and Peacock would be the backup centers. That's down the road. That's in June of 2021, July of 2021. We'll talk about those issues uh, if they really happen. If well, it's even, well, if it's even materialistic. Well, Go ahead, Sean. Well, let yeah. Let me ask you a question, Gerald. Just uh, a gut shot. Do you think he signs that extension before the season? I told you already that I thought he was going to do it. Now I'm not so sure. Right. I'm wavering now. I'm waving uh, hard. Personally, I would have, and then just said, you know what, Milwaukee, if you if you're not going to get me to the, trade me, I'm just going to make life miserable for you after a year if you don't trade me. I would have I would have taken my money and needed to because you can see that in the NBA you can do that. You can have your money. And you can have have your trade to a team that you're you're interested in if they have enough assets. So right. you can have the only, that. Problem, the only problem with that is is they don't have to trade you where you want to go. No, but they can make yeah. he can make your There's life. There's going to be like 15 teams offering everybody on their roster. Yeah. So for- well, yeah, but, but remember remember something about this franchise though. The last time they gave up uh, their true superstar, what happened? He went to he the just Lakers. Went on yeah. and, yeah, exactly. It just went on to win what five championships, a few more MVPs, 
couple NBA Finals MVP. Schroeder and KCP total exactly what Giannis is making right now. Well, if Giannis, incredible. Giannis were the man to be traded to the Lakers, he could pull an AD. There you go. Could happen. Although, like I said, I'm not gonna. It's not. I'm just. These are just. You know, just throwing stuff out there. I think he's not gonna. Milwaukee blew it yeah. because their front office made some real faux pas. Deals that other people they made they they screwed up a deal that other teams would have completed, and that's if they had not a good look. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tom. I I was just gonna say if they had kept Malcolm Brogdon, Gerald, I'm with you. I think move. he would have signed that. I think he would have signed that extension. You don't mess with 50, well, 40, 90. Eliminated out of the playoffs in this. He he was Tom's right. He was so pissed off about that. Yeah, you don't I mess with fifty, forty, ninety. 50, 40, 90 is the real deal. And not chase Kawhi Leonard. Brogdon is a great player right. and, and a really strong asset, a great complimentary player, and that was a mistake on their part. But you're right. We'll see what happens. Again, we're just spitballing. We're not. We're only speculating. It's just throwing out some light speculation. Yeah. I'm not really taking much stock into it. The chances uh, attend to Kumpo. I looked at my crystal ball, Gerald, and it said he wasn't taking the deal, man. <laughs> you know, well, attend to Kumpo, Kumpo, you know, the chances he'll go on the Lakers, you know, it's a long shot. But we'll see. It could I think it's a long shot that he goes to the yeah. Lakers. And, and I actually, one of the articles that's been in the hopper for probably six months because I haven't been able to finish it is that I think there are good reasons why he's not a great fit for the Lakers. Uh, I think he's an awesome fit. I think he'd be great with LeBron and AD. Don't don't even well, get him started. Play center. Is he willing to play center? Why not? He could play all five positions, man. He can guard all he's five Kuzma. positions. He's, he's a bigger Kuzma otherwise because we have two superstars playing the three and the four. Okay, AD. He can't play the two and he can't play the one. AD, so he's going to have to play the five. AD, Giannis, LeBron, and two shooters. Every Sam, oh every god. championship team. Oh my team, god! Oh my god! Just every championship awesome. team out there, though, has had a superstar guard. Again, the superstar guard is named LeBron Arms James. Is LeBron James, right now. Yeah, but to have a to, okay, we need to replace him with a guard, not with. There is nobody, not. absolutely no team in the NBA that's going to beat the, the Lakers, best out of four to seven, with. LeBron, AD, and Giannis as three and two shooters. That's all you have to do. Yeah, no chance. No chance. But again, let's that, let's not go that far down. Okay, again, that's, you're just we're just talking about fantasy land here for now. Could be real someday. We'll talk about it then. But well, here, here, here. But here's the angle that's interesting about it. If you were Giannis, Harold, what team would you think you had the best chance? Of winning a championship. I'm not, like I said, I'm trying to just temper my enthusiasm for that. So I'm just going to say, yeah, two, it would be the two, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, two teams come to mind, mind Tom. Kawhi had two rings. And he That's was trying he, on his, teams. and he was trying on his brother's two. uniform over the summer. Yes, we know that. But go <laughs> ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. I'd make yeah, no, I starting say, center. <laughs> go ahead, Sean. I think Tom's right. I think there are only a couple of teams he looks at and he can win a championship with. One's on the East Coast, Miami. One's on the West Coast, Lakers. Yeah, but Miami's just Miami's just a Southern version of Milwaukee. Well, they can easily flip Dragic and Myers Leonard next year and, and just slide Giannis right in Who's there. the other superstar to go with Giannis? 
You think Jimmy Butler and Giannis is good as is going to beat LeBron and AD? I think I think a is Jimmy Bam and Giannis. Butler, Gian, I think a Jimmy Butler, Giannis, and Bam can be the next three guys who don't shoot the three. AD and Kyrie. Three guys who don't shoot the three. All right, all right. Again, let's not let's not go too far into the Giannis because uh, it's like it's like going to a rabbit hole. Does that go too be, far? The TV show starting soon. He's trying to get out of here fast. Well, no, because I've got another interview on lined up. But that's you know, be that as it may. But I'm just going to say this. You know, we'll go down for the Giannis tree if it if it happens. Giannis, if it's a if it's a thing for the Lakers, then yes, I think that's when you should start the conversation because. Right, right now we're just spitballing and it's not going to do us any good to go ahead and start the what ifs, what ifs and speculations and whatnot. So we'll see. Now, could it creep closer to that? We'll see. We'll find out. But before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and get updates on what you're working on with Lakerholics.com. Sean, a.k.a. Magic Man, the guy who is the bane of Laker Tom's existence outside of myself <laughs> and also Jamie Sweets when it comes oh, to the comments. Jamie, really. Yeah, John and I agree on everything. Okay, well, <laughs> Amy, who are they? I don't know if you guys agree on. I've seen the comments. I don't know if you guys agree on everything, but go ahead, Sean. Tell Both us. A positive glass half full attitude. Okay, where well, you and Amy yeah. are always pouring the glass empty. Well, I make while I make this water half empty. Why don't you go <laughs> ahead and tell us what you're doing at LakerHollis.com? Gerald, I'm the prodigal blogger. <laughs> but uh, I'm working on I'm working on some micro lineups right now because when you look at the center position as far as free agency is concerned, it's really a dearth of talent, my friend. It's slim pickings. Yes. And <laughs> it's empty. But go ahead. <laughs> and there was a dearth You're of talent in that position. But go ahead, Sean. Yeah, somehow Polinka managed to pull off getting Matthews and, and Schroeder, which was a shrewd move. So we're a going shrewd, to have to look at Yes, pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that wasn't planned. Um, but we really need to look at some microball lineups because, like Gerald and Tom were saying, even with maybe an injury prone Marcus All and another center. You're going to have to fill those minutes with somebody. And we saw what Mark Keith could do in the playoffs at the five. So I think micro ball is definitely something to look at. And you're going to be writing about that upcoming and plus also sharing your comments. But there's so many other people that are commenting and following right now, Lakerholics.com. Again, I encourage everyone to go ahead and travel to Lakerholics.com. I want you to flood it so much, not DDoS flood, okay? Because that's some that's some you know <laughs> hacker stuff that I don't want you to get into. But I want you to flood it with so much volume that Laker Tom can't post all of his crazy trades on there <laughs> that he really has to go ahead and upgrade his internet. But before you upgrade your internet and post your crazy trades and post your awesome articles alongside of that, which you can check out your medium.com. See, that's that's your cash 22. If there's so much volume going to lakerholics.com and you can't post it, you'll just say, ha-ha, Gerald, I can go ahead and post it on my medium.com site. What's going to go on as far as what you're posting in the upcoming days at lakerholics.com, provided you can? Well, I just posted I just posted two articles in the last two days. One of them uh, that's was... It? Uh, one of them was uh, <laughs> the subject of, uh, of uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, and it was basically pointing out that the Lakers have adjusted their approach. They understand right now that there's no way with the depressed uh, 
salary cap because of the pandemic. Uh, it's only going to go from, it was 109 last year, it's 109 this year, it'll go to 112 next year. There's no way that the Lakers can really land him in free agency. The only way they could land him in free agency is if LeBron and AD were willing to play for 20 million instead of 39 million. Run the numbers, Gerald. I've run the numbers. You know, they saw that they did this uh, 10 years ago in Miami, roughly. I'm just telling yeah. you, they, they all took big they, they, they gave up three or four million, not 15 million apiece. I'm just telling I'm just. But, I'm, the way, but there is a route. The whole point of this article is that the, the, the route for the Lakers and as we saw the Miami Heat, that's the route for the Miami Heat now for any team that wants Giannis. Is yeah. basically you have to trade. For oh yeah, yeah, I agree it's with you. It's a trade or a sign and trade, one or the other. Uh, there's no other route, and so that article basically details all of the salary cap machinations that teams have trying to do. And 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 the simple truth is, you can do it if you just have one superstar. But if you do, if you have two superstars like the Lakers, you can't even do it if you just get rid of your entire roster. And the whole point, really, of adding somebody like Giannis is not to have to get rid of your entire roster that you've spent two years building into a championship team. You want to be able to send pieces over there to trade for him, and the Lakers have done a great job of adding tradable contracts to their roster. That's one of the big things that Palenka has done. So there's a great article on there on Lakerholics.com about that move. And then secondly, I just posted this morning an article on uh, Dwayne Dedman about how important Deadman is to finishing off the terrific job that Rob Polinka has done in rebuilding the championship roster and, and making it even better. And, and I agree 100% with Sean that, that the Lakers have the best offseason, period. They had maybe, I mean, it's a lot easier if you're Atlanta and you've got $40 million in cap space to go out and throw money at people. But the Lakers basically, with no cap space at all, engineered a trade for Schroeder, and then ended up getting three guys to sign three extremely great players still able to contribute to a championship team to sign for the veterans minimum, basically. That's what we got Gasol for. That's what we got Morris for. That's the big difference of being a championship team. We were able to pull those moves off. And we lost four or five players. We upgraded each one of those positions that we lost. So the Lakers are in great shape, and uh, and I think that we're going to see as we move forward, if, if we can land Deadman, it's going to be a challenge to see who plays because we'll have a 12-man rotation. And that's exactly, you know, as, as I think you pointed out earlier in one of the podcasts before, Gerald, it's exactly what we needed to do. We needed an infusion of younger legs, and we needed a deep roster so that we could get load management time for LeBron and AD. I pat and myself on the back Rob, for that insight. And Rob Palenka accomplished all of those things. One of the rare times I do, I guess. But uh, I will say this. <laughs> when it comes to Jonas Adendokounmpo and your article, I will quote the great Jim Carrey. So you're telling me there is a chance. <laughs> Think about that. There's a, I, I outlined exactly how he could pull an AD. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yep. There's a but chance. he has to pull an AD. That's the only chance. So you're telling me? Well, I tell you what, AD, whatever he signs for, whatever he signs for, that's going to be a telling sign. If he signs for a one and one, that could be a very telling sign as far as it's concerned. So yeah, it, it could indicate that maybe LeBron and him are willing to say, "Hey, Giannis, we're all three free agents. Let's come to the Lakers and we'll split 
Here's the problem. I mean, AD makes 30%, Giannis makes 30% of the cap, and, and LeBron makes 35%. If you have any math skills, you can add that up quickly to see it's 95%. If I'm Genie Buzz, I'm paying in over the tax. If you sign him for 95% of the cap, I'm, I'm it's saying five percent of the cap to fill it out with enough players to qualify as a legal team. If I get those three, I don't care what the tax bill is. I'm paying that tax. I am. That's paying not the way team. you want to do it because you have a team with nobody. We're going to see that. We're going to see. You just said the Lakers are signing all these minimum contracts because they're the Lakers. If they get those three players, do you don't want to have yeah, many. Yeah, you don't players? sign guys like KCP and Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> and you don't sign those quality of players. For minimum contracts, what you get are the 35-year-old Mark Gasols. Well, you know, uh, you might, get, you might get like 27, 28-year-olds. 33-year-old uh, Markeith Morris, who's sharing his brother's $64 million bank account. I'll, I'll, I'll um, tell you what, I'm running, I'm running, with, the, I'm running with that triumvirate. No. I'm running with that triumvirate. Sign and trade is the way to do it because then you come yeah. back and you've got those three guys and you've got Schroeder and you've got, Mark, you've got Markeith and you've got... Well, Gasol and you've got all of these other players. Online. I'm not telling you differently. I'm I'm just I'm saying that that was like the like you know common sense is going to tell you. I will bet you. I will bet you. I'm not betting. I know you're not betting. I'm not betting. I'm not betting. Jamie Sweets. Giannis Antetokounmpo is money. not going to sign as a free agent. He will be traded. No, I, I I said I'm agreeing with you. I've been agreeing with you the whole episode that it is going to be a sign and trade. That's common sense. Well, I'm just saying well, that. Well, going to be a sign and trade. Well, it's only a signing trade if he doesn't get traded at the at the trade deadline. Well, again, to get those assets back and to get to make it work a little bit better under the cap. But again, this is just a pipeline step. We're going down far down the Jonas rabbit hole than I want to go ahead right now. Well, but yeah, yeah, the rabbit hole is dominating in everything that the Lakers have done the last two years. So that's not a rabbit hole. That's part of the character of this team and what their motivation is. So you're telling me there's a chance. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, Gerald. I was just going to say, yeah, we could go down the rabbit hole with the, with this situation all day. Um, but the fact remains is that I believe if he doesn't agree to sign the supermax before the season starts, then that does then that means it rolls over to the off season. He can't sign it until free agency, I believe. So that complicates. That means that he's getting traded at mid season because. Who wants to wait and take a chance that he might not? He might be go away for nothing. Well, we'll see what happens indeed. So far well, down. The Lakers are in great shape because they added all these contracts that December 11th or, well, December 11th in the normal season. In this season, somewhere before February, the trade deadline. February. Those, yeah, yeah, February. Some of these guys are going to be eligible to be traded. Uh, far down the rabbit hole we went indeed. But again, it's, again, we should let's just talk about the team heading into trading camp for now. Again, if there's any more info and news coming up, we will come back on the weekend as far as for our regular live taping, and it will show this week on next week on audio if that's the case. But I will get these guys back together soon, whether or not it's before or after the the start of training camp. We'll wait and see. But again, guys, it's been great talking to you both. That's Laker Tom and Sean, aka Magic Man, Sean Grice. Got to go ahead and check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Well, guys, far down the rabbit hole we go, but there's still a chance. There's still a chance indeed. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in the coming weeks and months, possibly as long as the Giannis soap opera keeps playing out. 
But we'll talk about that and more as far as the Lakers possibly repeating with an upgraded roster as they head into training camp and the 2021 season. We'll talk about that and more coming up in the next few weeks right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.